Right now, the Stranger Things owners, their soundtrack sounds like this. Like a bridge over troubled water, I will And then meanwhile, over in the Rick and Morty Club today, this is what their soundtrack sounds like. is over all of the speculating all of the hype we finally today got to see rick and morty pinball being played by chuck and company over at spooky pinball and we're going to talk about that on this episode of canada's pinball podcast because this really is day one for us to see what this game is going to be like from a stream level we have to clarify that but the reason why the reason why I started this podcast with the, the tale of two game releases, I mean, it's unavoidable. Stern Pinball in one corner with Brian Eddy and Stranger Things. Charlie Emery in the other corner with Scott Denisi and Rick and Morty. My God, it, it couldn't be polar opposites in terms of how these launches are being received by the community. And we're going to talk about that and why we think it's going down this way on Canada's Pinball Podcast. Okay, let's go. Away we go. Now, the first and foremost, the one thing that I think jumps out immediately when you see a stream of this game is that the theme integration, the theme integration is phenomenal, right? The music, the sounds, the light show, the clips, everything that you would want from a theme integration standpoint. Almost everything, I'm going to clarify that. I think almost everything you'd want from a theme integration standpoint is found in this game. And it just, it, it, it sort of lives up to what we heard from our friends over at the Poor Man's Pinball Podcast, that it does feel like you're being dropped into an episode of Rick and Morty. And from the moment you plunge, from the moment you hear all of those funny Rick call-outs and you hear Morty, oh gosh, you know, it's like... Come on, Morty, you, you, you know, and I don't even want to spoil the phrases. I didn't even want to watch the stream because I didn't want all the jokes to be old by the time I got my game. But man, this is what we just want in pinball. I mean, it's not that hard. I think we've, we've experienced so many years and so many games with lackluster theme integration that it's just so refreshing to turn on a pinball machine and not have to sacrifice the things you want to see from that theme being given to you in pinball format. Now, the reason why I said it, I think it almost gives you everything you want in terms of theme integration. I have to, I, you know, I have to be balanced here. I still think that on a mechanical level, on a mechanical level, I mean, there's not many toys in the game. And, you know, in, in Rick and Morty, the portal and going through it and entering other dimensions... It seems to be connected mostly through the lights, the music, and the LCD. But in terms of like physical things that are, that are transporting you into the world of Rick and Morty, eh, I do think this game comes up short if that's what you're looking for. But, and this is a big but, but the theme integration in, in what it's giving us is so awesome. It reminds me, it does, it reminds me a lot of Batman, where there's not a ton of stuff going on physically on the playfield itself. But because everything else is delivering the theme to you in spades, like there's so much of the theme coming at you that you're almost willing to forgive 
the lack of physical physical elements in the game that are like mechanical toys inspired by the world of Rick and Morty because it doesn't have a lot of that okay just to go down a list of a few things like the light show we all knew the light show was going to be incredible the light show is phenomenal look at the light show when this game's about to go into multi-ball and just like the way it sweeps across with like the white and the red the full RGB lighting in full effect in full Scott Denisi glory looks incredible should we talk about how that looks in comparison to Stranger Things, which just everything just seems to light up and it doesn't really have that sort of same level of coolness or synchronicity? Synchroni- is that even a word? But you know what I'm saying? It just, it just works perfectly. And this is code one. This is day one code. They've got 18 months to polish this game and there's much more coming. And on day one release, it looks really good. And here's what I love, too. Here's what I love, too, about this game. Here's what I love. You, you hit start, and all of a sudden, you're in the garage, and you're going on adventures as Morty, right? There's no confusion. There's no pick 22 characters now. There's no, like, ambiguity about what this game is about. Immediately, you know what you're supposed to do in this game. And I've always said it, like, pinball should be simple to get into the game. It should be challenging to beat the game, and it's okay if there's some tough shots. Like, pinball is inherently hard for most people, but it shouldn't be challenging to understand what to do in a pinball machine. And I think Spooky Pinball is schooling some of these other companies that have been releasing games where when you turn them on, you're absolutely clueless about what to do in the game. And and I just love the simplicity of it. Let's talk about just the clips. Like like I just like when I was watching Whirly Durly mode, it, it was awesome. And the way they integrated the Whirly Durly scene from, you know, from the show and you're hitting the orbits which is like going around the loops on the Whirly Durly, like it makes total sense and it works perfectly and it looks gorgeous you know imagine remember like the remember the roller coaster animations from Oktoberfest compare that those animations to the animations in Rick and Morty in which you're on the whirly Durly. now albeit yeah they're they're using footage from the show and the show's a multi-million dollar property that has very talented animators behind the scenes but but that's that's the benefit of getting a license in which you can use the assets properly in your pinball machine. And, and, you know, I never felt like we were going from the show to like spooky game. It felt like it was all connected. And I love that about it. It didn't feel like, oh, here's some clips, but then like the, you know, the main screen doesn't seem like it fits it because it, it's all the same style of animation. It's, it's I think everyone's just trying to like, articulate that they're really excited that this game feels like it's living up to a lot of people's expectations and you know I've been covering this hobby for a long enough time to know that whenever a game is revealed for the first time there's always a bit of a letdown for the most part it's rare that a game is shown to the world and it's received with a lot of enthusiasm and applause now I'm gonna play devil's advocate the majority of people in the Rick and Morty thread right now that are cheerleading the game are probably buying one. And we see the same thing in the Stern threads. Like when people are buying a Stranger Things, 
you hear much more of a positive slant by the buyers. Now, what will objective third-party people think of Rick and Morty Pinball who, are, who don't have a skin in the game? I think you'd be hard to look at this game the way it is right now and not get excited about it and not look at it like this looks like a really fun pinball machine and ultimately come to the conclusion that Spooky Pinball has a hit on their hands. And all 750 selling out in four hours, I think today felt justified. I, I think you watch this and you're like, I, I, I see it. I see it now why people really want this pin in their collection. I mean, not to mention, like, when the Rick callouts are so funny. I mean, this game is really going to stand out in a lineup of pinball machines simply because of the personality of this machine. Have we ever seen, and, and I'm asking you guys out there, have you ever seen any of these modern games based on these big properties? Have you ever seen them utilize callouts as well as Rick and Morty? Again, it reminds me of Batman because they got Burt Ward and Adam West to do a lot of custom pinball callouts. Think about how bad the callouts are in Stranger Things. They're horrible. They have no emotion. There's no passion. There's no energy. It's just, they're just, it's like they've, they've phoned it in and they didn't even get creative with the script. See, that's the thing. It's like Rick and Morty lends itself to getting really fun and whimsical and like super, super like irreverent around pinball. It's almost like Rick is standing over your shoulder and you're Morty. I mean, that's what it feels like when you when you watch this game being played. Like Rick is over your shoulder calling you a piece of S-H-I-T. And you're like, oh, you know, and you're like, you're Morty with your hands, like trembling, trying to hit the shots. I think it's great. All right. So the theme integration for now, it looks like an eight or nine out of 10. Again, I can't give it a perfect theme integration because the lack of toys. You know, I didn't really see, I didn't see many people hit the garage portal to then go through the subway out to the left flipper. I don't even think I saw that shot once. I don't know. Maybe I missed it, but it is what it is. Okay. So is everything roses? Now there is one big shot in this game that has a lot of people wondering if whether or not it has to do with the spinner location. It's the upper right flipper. The shot from the upper right flipper to the left orbit that comes off the upper right flipper, it's it's kind of clanky. It, it didn't always, even with what seemed like a smooth shot, it seemed to rattle around and come back down a lot. So will that shot that we know people are going to rip around, rip around, is it going to be a very hard to hit shot? Is there something that they need to tweak to make that smoother? I think that shot out of all the shots in the game seemed to be the one that just didn't seem right. It just didn't seem to flow right. And I, I hope there's a, maybe they just sucked at playing it. You know, these aren't the best players and they'll openly admit it. And also, you know, when it comes to those like upper flipper shots, like who amongst us hasn't played Iron Maiden? And when you first play it the first few times, you kind of suck at it. But these aren't people playing it the first few times. These are the guys who made the game. So they've played it a lot. So I think that has some people concerned. Uh, the pop bumper, the pop bumper sling, it's cool. It's cool. It's absolutely neat. It, it adds a new level of chaos and energy to the game. I like that it has the feature, the slap save feature, so that if it hits it and slaps it right down the middle, uh, if it does it quick enough, it will save your ball for you. I know some people have issues with that, but I think you do have to 
if there's a part of your game that can create a completely unfair drain, I think it's so smart of them to think that through and to actually code into the game itself a way to save the game. One of the features that, you know, this feature, like even every time I see it, it's always a little underwhelming and and I don't even know like if it works extremely well. And that's the Magna save on the right side. I, I know it's there. It reminds me a lot of the Magna save in Black Knight and in Magigirl had one and there's just something about that Magna save that when the ball's traveling really fast, I always feel like it, it won't grab the ball. It only really works when the ball's sort of, you know, moving slower and going back and forth between the out lane and the in lane. So I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see how satisfying and how useful that Magna save is because it is one of the neat features of the game and one of the neater toys. So more, more to come on that. But overall, Overall, I think you have to walk away from Rick and Morty Pinball feeling like Spooky has once again delivered another great moment for people who have been excited about this game. I think everyone's been waiting for the moment in which the hype isn't real, in which we're underwhelmed by something, but I don't think today's that day, and I've been reading, and I think it's good. I think, look, all of us love pinball, and we want we want to be excited about games. We want to we want themes that excite us. We want games that are fun to shoot, but most importantly, I think we want themes that are integrated the proper way with pinball. And 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 I still go back to this. It's like Willy Wonka just had the right integration. I I'd have one right here. I could walk over, I could touch it, I can make love to it. It would be in my home. This is what I want. I don't want to see a show or a movie integrate it poorly. I don't want to play Pirates of the Caribbean without Captain Jack Sparrow. I don't. I don't want to play Alien without Ripley. I don't care how creative they got to make up for those lack of assets. I'd rather just get a game with the assets, with the things I love, working with the show creators, making those amazing callouts. If I were to summarize where I think most people are with this game right now, and maybe this is jumping the gun, but I'm starting to feel this. This is starting to feel like a special game. It's starting to feel like a game we've all been waiting a long time to get. And again, I, I can already hear some of the people being like, it's just another spooky. What are you talking about? It doesn't have the complexities of a Jersey Jack machine. It doesn't have the innovation. And, and those people, they are correct. This machine is lacking. It is heavily, I mean, seriously, put it next to a Dialed In, a Pirates of the Caribbean. Put it next to a Willy Wonka, Wizard of Oz, right? Put it next to some of Stern's like Jurassic Park. Put it next to Elvira. You know, there's, you're, you're going to look at this game and you could look at it and say it's missing stuff. But I think what it's bringing to the pinball world, a lot like TNA did, it's bringing an experience that so many of us have been missing from pinball. And it's bringing a world to life in a way that even though it's not as mechanically complex, it still achieves the ultimate fun factor for that theme in pinball form for people. And again, a lot of this is like way too early to tell off of a 15 minute stream, but I think you'd be hard pressed not to look at this game and just walk away saying it looks like a damn fun game. It looks like perfect theme integration for for the for Rick and Morty fans. 
And if you're just a fan of pinball and you love shooting pinball machines, it's going to be a hoot. It's going to be a hoot to play. Getting one, I think, after today gets harder. I, I do. I don't think this is Alice Cooper like, all, all over again. I don't think this is TNA. I don't think this is Rob Zombie. Getting a Rick and Morty is going to be more difficult for people. I don't think people are going to let it walk, but it won't be impossible to get. Trust me. You wave a thousand or two thousand dollars over MSRP, people will sell you their spot. This game won't be as exciting six months from now, a year from now. It's just the reality. But right now, this is the hot game. And this is not me shilling it because I'm not flipping it. I'm not shilling it because I'm not selling it to you as a distributor. I'm just saying within the community, this is the hot title right now. This game makes Stranger Things feel like it never came out. It's weird. It's absolutely weird to me. And, and I'm looking at both games. I've watched both games now being played. And I think Stranger Things is a game of like more of excuses and, and apologies than it is about like people marveling on how they did what they did. I just don't think it's impressing people. I don't think people are really happy with it. But Stern has a big army of fans. And they're they're very, very vocal and they come to the defense of every single Stern machine. And I've said it, I've said it from the very beginning. Stranger Things is gonna go down as one of those Stern machines that you quickly forget. I don't think Rick and Morty is gonna go down as a machine we quickly forget. I, I, if you disagree, hit me up at canadapinball at gmail.com. All right. All right. So what's left now? Well, Charlie's gonna stream it on Adult Swim tomorrow. And then people have to get their games. I mean, that's the next big moment is these games are going to be going out. Now, I have, uh, I've switched. I'm going to give you guys a little update. I've switched my coin door from black to purple. I was going to go black. I gave my reasons why. But then I saw new images of how the purple looks when the lockdown bar is on and the legs are on. And I went with the purple coin door. Now, here's what I want to say about this experience of buying a spooky machine. I've bought a spooky machine. I've bought a stern machine. I've bought a used stern machine. I bought a magic girl machine. Here's what I love about the spooky buying experience. I'm buying a game from them. They're making 750. And I'm talking to, I'm talking, I think it's Morgan Emery. Let me just make sure because we've had... An amazing, an amazing, yes, Morgan Emery and I have had an amazing 17 email chain back and forth asking me about what options I would like. The coin door, I've been going back and forth. She's been nothing but cordial and sweet and so nice in terms of helping me figure out how I want to option out my machine. And I'm just here to tell you this. Why is it that I can option out my machine and get immediate emails back from someone helping me customize my machine exactly how I would like it when I buy a spooky pinball machine for seven, dollars $8,000. But when I buy a $15,000 from Stern Pinball, they won't let me choose any options. They don't let me paint the coin door. They don't let me add this or add that. Absolutely nothing. And I'm just here to say that I think this game represents more than just a hit for Spooky. I think it represents what so many of us pinball buyers just want. We want 
to feel good about the company we support. We want to option these games out so they can be the way we would like them. And you could go further with options, but you can't go too far because then it slows down production. But at least they allow you the opportunity to add some things to your game that you would like. And Stern Pinball has been just doing this one model over and over and over again. And I just start, I think it's starting to wear thin a little bit. I do. Now, look, it doesn't matter. They're going to sell their thousands of Stranger Things. They're going to sell thousands of Ninja Turtles. They're going to sell this. They'll sell that. They'll put this back on the line when that doesn't sell well. It's, it's what they do. But I don't care anymore what the big guy does. I really love what the little guy has done. And I think the response from people is indicative of that. I think Spooky has done something that a lot of us have been hoping someone other than Stern would do. I think this is a awakening and should be an eye-opening launch for Jersey Jack pinball and Jersey Jack's complexity. You know, Jersey Jack, again, they give everything, but they fall down on making the games as immediately fun and rewarding. I mean, think about this stream. In five minutes, you're going to get more out of that than you would. I mean, try to stream like Willy Wonka in five minutes or stream Pirates of the Caribbean and you're like confused. And yet with Rick and Morty, it just makes sense. It, it like clicks right away what you're supposed to do. And I think Jack needs to wake up a little bit and understand that sometimes you can go overboard. Sometimes you can try to try to do too much in these games. And sometimes you're just, you know, you're letting everyone go wild when really just, just make a fun pinball machine. If you make a fun pinball machine that gives people what they want, you'll be successful. And this is proof of that. Am I wrong? Am I right? Well, okay. Well, what else is going on? So here's, here's. I don't think Slash is going to be at TPF. I'll tell you why. Because Guns N' Roses is playing Lollapalooza like the 24th and 27th or something. So I, I guess I missed those Lollapalooza dates. So it's highly unlikely that Slash will appear at TPF to unveil Guns N' Roses. But man, you know, again, like I, I'd hate... Mm, there's going to be pressure in all these games to deliver this kind of excitement. What else is going on? So I heard American Pinball. This is confirmation. They're working on two new titles that are pretty much going to be completed simultaneously. So Hot Wheels and something else have been in development side by side. So what do you think the side by side game is? Will American Pinball finally have a hit? Will they have the success that Rick and Morty has had? Hot Wheels ain't it. We know that. But what else do they have? You think uh, Sherlock Holmes, Robin Hood, Valkyrie, or is it something completely else? I don't know. Here's what I do know. It's still the same team over at American Pinball. They didn't bring in anyone new. So the common sense in me says if you've got the same team who launched two flops, two flop albums, why would the third and fourth be hits unless they brought in someone new to make new decisions? And that's just how I feel about it. Let me tell you how many times my phone rang after, after I offered to help them out. Zero. All right? I don't know, man. I wouldn't have, I just wouldn't have gone down, down that road of Hot Wheels, but they're, they're in it. All right, what else is going on? Dutch Pinball launches a photo 
of Big Lebowski Playfields on Facebook, and immediately everyone starts clapping. Congratulations, congratulations. People, wait a minute. Think about this. This What is this show? Okay, so they're, they've got some playfields. Show us the real production. Tell us how many games a week you're making. Give people who got burned a timetable in which they can expect their game, Barry. But here's the problem with Lebowski. It's very simple. If he makes tweaks, if he makes tweaks to this game and improves upon the ARA games, then what does that mean to the value of those ARA games? So I'm happy I sold mine. I got to be honest. I'm happy it's gone. So what does that mean? Is he going to retrofit new games with new stuff? And then if he keeps making them, let's just totally be honest. The value of Lebowski's, the value of them at twelve to 15000 was because they weren't making that many. Now if they keep making them, what does that mean for the value of them? They, they're starting to lose their, their specialness. It's starting to feel like a game that came out so long ago that has such a dark cloud over it. And look at Rick and Morty. No dark cloud. Nobody feels bad about buying one. Everyone that buys one feels great. The company that makes it feels great. You feel great supporting them. Nobody feels that way around the Big Lebowski. Nobody. It's just, it's just not how anyone wants to enter into an agreement with a pinball company. And what is Dutch Pinball? Are they a real company now? Do they have customer service? Do they have coders? Like, what's going on? Bear, you know, I want to see Dutch Pinball on a door somewhere, on a building. Is it a real company? Or is it just more of what we got with Andrew Highway, which is just slowly trickling out images to make us believe everything is going great. But who knows? They might be sinking behind the scenes. I don't know. I don't know. But I would love to see more from them. And they need to over-communicate, okay? So I gave up my royal edition of Medieval Madness remake in favor of Rick and Morty. And it wasn't even a hard decision. There's just something about... There's enough Medieval Madnesses everywhere. I can play it in almost every single arcade, barcade, home collection. And I could always get one. I could always find a way to get a Medieval Madness, even a Royal Edition. Let's not fool ourselves. Like 500 Royal Editions, they're going to be available. And I just just wanted something new, something fresh. Now, I, I know it's apples to oranges. I mean... Medieval Madness has one of the greatest mechanisms in pinball history, if not the greatest. But it's kind of, I just think for a home use game where I'm only going to have one game for a while, I think Rick and Morty is the better buy for me. I really do. And so I'm happy to get it. I'm all, I look, I think everyone who gets the Royal Edition is going to be super satisfied. And my spot got gob, gob, gabbled, gobbled up immediately. So it wasn't like it was hard. I, and and Joe Newhart was amazing. And it was like, I, he found someone to take my spot in like a nanosecond. So it's gone. All right, what else? So I asked people on Facebook, and then I'll end this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I asked them to tell me on my page what they thought of the Rick and Morty stream today. Here's what people who are out there thought of, uh, thought of the stream. You know, before we do this feedback, I want to say uh, congratulations on a final episode to Special Winlit, to Ken and Bill over there at Special Winlit Pinball Podcast. They did their final episode today, and I've always been a big fan of Ken and Bill. And I'm going to be sad to see Special Winlit go away in podcast form, but I'm excited to see uh, what they do moving forward. And I know Ken's going to be 
on, on a show with Zach Manny coming up soon. So we look forward to checking that out. All right, so here's what I said. I said, and away we go. Tell me your thoughts. Uh, you see my voice crack there? I got 12 comments. Let me just read all of them. This is what I'm going to do. Then the show's going to be over. Then you're going to be back. I feel like I get more... People are listening more frequently now because there's no more pinball podcast out there. Okay, so Chris uh, Leon Hart said, have to say I was pretty impressed overall. The theme integration was spot on. The call outs were great and will only get better. The light show was awesome, especially when multiball started with the spotlight effect. Couldn't help but notice that nobody could hit the garage shot. But who wants a game that you can just rip every shot with ease? I like a challenge. All right. Yeah, I didn't see the garage shot either, Chris. It's, it, I mean, it shouldn't be too hard because isn't going into the garage what starts you into different dimensions? And that's the other thing. We saw modes being started, but we didn't see people starting different dimensions. So hopefully it's not too hard to start those alternate dimensions. Let's see. Alex RC wrote, the garage shot from the upper flipper was never hit in the game. It can also be accessed by hitting the right orbit, which also looks tough, but was hit twice in a row to start pickle Rick mode. So I have less concern. The loop shot was hit several times, but wobbled out at the spinner. Maybe a real issue or fixed in production already. I also saw it hit smoothly a couple times, but it is a concern to see the wobble issue. The light show is insane. The spotlight effect was awesome. The sound was amazing. Theme integration is jaw dropping. I just hope I can make it easy enough to progress and see enough of it. I agree. Nobody, well, you see, the thing is this, is like if some of these shots are impossible to hit, you can't have that because you're going to have to hit some of these shots to finish modes and to get through the game. So I, I doubt Scott Denisi made it impossible. John over at Jack Bar, he wrote, here's my thoughts. I'm about to be 6K poorer. Well, John, you said it right. You didn't get any options, brother. You just bought the base machine. See, John's going to put this game in Jack Bar. He's number 26. So he's going to get his game on location. His, his will be the first game I play. Uh, David... Rendon said, totally surprised on how badass the light show is. Quinn Delos Gabriel said, needs more goddamn toys. Well, Quinn, you're right. But here's the thing, ain't happening. So this is, this when, when it comes to toys on a game, we'll use the old phrase from the Jersey Jack team, what you see is what you get. Ain't no one adding any more toys. But Chuck did explain how there's going to be much more interactivity with what's in the game there now. And I don't think we're seeing all of it. Uh, let's see. Michael Raymond said, this is how you do theme integration. I agree. Now, Robert Brooks gave me five pros and cons. His pros are the light show is good. Playfield colors better than I thought. The pop bumper where sling could go is cool and fast when the pinball hits it. The sound and call outs are pretty decent. And the Magnus save is cool. His cons are it still looks cheap. When the ball is plunged, it basically goes nowhere. The left loop from the upper right flipper did not look smooth. No bash toy and upper middle of playfield still looks empty. All right. Well, look, Robert, I I think I kind of agree with your pros and cons. Uh, and again, you know, there's just some parts of this game that you either like or don't like. And I think one of them is going to be 
the amount of interactive stuff in the game. And we've heard Scott talk. I mean, a lot of this stuff is off-the-shelf pinball parts. I mean, if you look at the game, did they really engineer a major toy? Not really. So you have to, you know, you have to understand that. Like, this isn't the most mechanically innovative game by any means. But I think they make up for it in how they integrated the theme. Again, it reminds me a lot like Batman in that respect. Okay, Jeff Wilson said, I just got the last spot at a distributor. Thanks to that video, the video made me feel like a year from now, the game may be in JJP Pirates of the Caribbean situation. All right, and then Tom George said, what an incredible accomplishment for Spooky, Scott Denisi, and all the rest of the crew. Yes, I agree. This is a great day for them. It's been a great probably two months for these guys. They're crushing it selling millions of dollars of games in four hours. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. We finally got to see Rick and Morty. We don't know for sure if we're individually going to love it until we all stand in front of one and play it. But I have to say this. I'm more excited after seeing the stream than disappointed. When it came to Stranger Things, complete opposite. I was more disappointed than than excited. And that's where we are in pinball. There's going to be great games, mediocre games, and bad games. Now, the good news is we have tons of options. And I think everyone is just happy to see this game sort of come out of nowhere. Like in December, this game came out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, it starts to feel like it could be one of the sleeper hits of 2020. Unbelievable. Now, more to come. Lots of games coming out this year. Lots of activity happening in March. How long will the spooky and Rick and Morty enthusiasm and hype train last? So we'll see. But they've done everything perfectly up to this point. And I think people are having an amazing time supporting this company. And I just don't feel that same enthusiasm hitting the shores of Stranger Things right now. I don't see the same enthusiasm in the Willy Wonka, you know, thread right now. And and I think this is just going to be a game that d- took a different approach. Uh, isn't isn't the huge world under glass that I you know I'm always looking for, but I think it just integrates one of the coolest and fun cartoon shows and brings it to life in in such a unique way. I think people are going to love it. I just think they're going to love it. And I think some people might hate it. And it's all right. I respect both people's opinions. Everyone, have a great day. Thank you for putting up with Canada's Pinball Podcast. This is my midweek edition. Maybe I need to start like labeling these midweek edition. Um, if, you're, if you're on this ride for the first time because some of your other pinball podcasts have gone away, welcome aboard. I think you're going to love it. I think you're going to understand why people love Canada's Pinball Podcast. We get right to the point. We don't waste our time. We don't even need to crack drinks open. We just give you what's on our mind with pinball. Everyone have a great day and we'll talk to you soon.